Welcome to Drop School. Keep you hanging. Tension is building. An eight-week journey following one unknown designer. So my name is Jordi. I'm 19 years old. Nigerian and Congolese based in East London. And I'm about to drop the first product from my brand. Going from no brand to pulling off his very first drop event. It's going to be techy. Each week, a new masterclass. I've set you up to meet with Leah Abbott, celebrity stylist, powerhouse. He's worked with Georgia Smith, The Baby, Skepta. Each week, a new challenge. You just have to take away that fear of people saying no, because amongst those no's, there will be a yes. This is Drop School. As soon as you messaged me, I was like, oh my God, yes, I'm in, I'm obsessed with him. Like, I've seen you TikToks before, and I was like, nah, you're too fire. Nah, you're cold. Hey Jordi, this is Alizé Demange, your drop school mentor and guide as we navigate the design and fashion industry. You really impressed me last week with your marketing stunt and I'm getting hyped for your drop date, but we still got some stuff to teach you. This week we're going to be talking collabs and cosigns. Time for another round of drop school. This is Yaz, the producer speaking. The production crew and I have come to pick up Jordi for today's recording. One, 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 one. Jelani standing outside the door with his beam stick on the floor. <laughs> okay, so we're on our way to meet with Alize to find out about this week's focus, collabs and cosigns, and to hear who Geordie's expert will be this week. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Wait, why did everyone stop? <laughs> How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Oh, How are you? I'm good to know. This week, we're talking collabs and cosigns. What's the difference between a collab and a cosign? I feel like a cosign is them sort of like reaching their arm out to you, helping you and acknowledging what you do. A collaboration is like two people coming together and the collab is to bring two people together that are maybe on the same level of success. I feel like with a cosign, there's sort of like a hierarchy, like someone bigger that is reaching out to someone smaller to sort of give them attention. Yeah, cosigns can come in different forms, isn't it? Like, obviously, it is kind of an acknowledgement. But it's that validation, isn't it? Yeah, back yeah, in. validation, back in. When people trust the opinion or, like, worship the opinion of someone and they say, go buy this, there are people in this world that will buy that because that person said it's cool and it's worth, like, a lot of money. Collabs can make you see a brand in a completely different light. 100%. And it kind of gives a completely different, like, obviously it opens up to another audience because you're sharing an audience essentially mm -hmm. and it's meeting minds and it kind of shows a lot of like where people are going in trajectory wise I think when you're doing like a collab I do think it's nice to like I don't know there's a community family aspect of like joining forces sometimes with someone like mm -hmm. especially with smaller brands I think it's kind of sweet it's crazy how much there's always a new collab now like there's it kind of is become a marketing tool to do especially between like luxury houses and what would be deemed as a streetwear market. I think there's a lot of crossover now because everyone's trying to tap into each other's market because they're making as much money as each other. I also like collabs where it brings the price down, like Uniqlo <laughs> Armani. <laughs> I hear that, that's nice. I, I feel like, like it, makes stuff, yeah, yeah, it yeah. makes stuff very accessible. Yeah, I don't know. When a big brand collabs with Uniqlo, I feel like you can finally afford it. I remember back in the day, my brother had the Alexander Wang and H&M collab. I was like, that's crazy. And yeah, again, it was a much cheaper price. Than yeah, I remember getting the Versace one, and it was like... Versace and H&M? Yeah. What? I need to search that up. 
had a shirt from there. It was terrible quality, but I mean, you know. Fair enough. Normally, most brands will make like a target list of who they think would work really well in their brand. Like, who in your mind would be the perfect celeb to wear Recall Project, do you know what I mean? Um, Lil Yoti. Ideal co-sign is now thinking skept off for sure. Imagine I had like a whole girl group in it, like Flo. Like yeah, every hard. single one of them that'd in the so bottoms, that would be crazy. Georgia Smith would be sick. Georgia would actually be very cool, no? Mm -hmm. She loves like a bit of a word, but um... Do you want to know who I've uh, paired you up with? Yeah. You're dying for it? Yeah. Okay, so I've set you up to meet with Leah Abbott, celebrity stylist, powerhouse, amazing person. Um, she's worked with Georgia Smith, The Baby, Skepta, Paul Smith, Shoes, Stone Island, Nike, Essence. She's also on like a panel committee for Flannels. I've known her for a long time as well. She understands what it takes in terms of partnership, strategy, and kind of bridging the gap. Because as a stylist, obviously, creatively, we're in charge of making sure our clients look good. But we are the middleman between essentially taking your product and putting it on the wider stage for everyone to see. So we're really, really important, by the way. You gotta love stylists. You know what I mean? Yeah. Love them or hate them. There's a there's a tense relationship between brands and stylists. Yeah, hundred percent. But um, we need each other, in it? So, like, we work together forever. You got a you got a good name for yourself at Recall Project. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So we're on our way to Leah Abbott's studio in Hackney. Um, okay, up here, guys. There is a lift if you need a lift. It's not for humans, it's just for... So welcome to my little studio. Sorry about the mess. <laughs> Sorry about the noise also. There's a lot of things that go on in this building, so we might hear little dribs and drabs of that. But yeah, make yourself comfortable. I haven't even showed you my trousers yet. Yeah, I no. need to show you. <laughs> Please. They are a heavyweight. Gorgeous. They fit so nice. With a military pocket at the oh, back. Oh, sick. And it has like corduroy belt loop details. Okay. And yeah. Touching on that military stuff, I would look into brands that already make military clothes. You've got Maharishi, you've yes. got Sakai, brands like this. Who wear those brands? Because yeah. if they like those brands, they're going to like your brand. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's all like, it's all connected in that way. This space is so sick. How Thanks. long have you been styling for? I've been styling for probably about six years. Mm -hmm. I do men's, women's, I do a mixture of red carpets, music videos, TV shows, performances, anything that falls under that umbrella. And also like a touch of consulting for brands. And I had a pretty quick start because I had a friend, Georgia, who released a song and became super famous and basically was just like, quit your job and be my stylist. That's so, so sick. After only a year of assisting, I definitely was quite scared. I took the jump and, and did it and kind of just taught myself whilst I went along. And I didn't really know what the future held for me, uh -huh. but it was the best risk I've ever taken in my life. That's the information that everyone that I spoke to is given, yeah. that you really need to take risks. Yeah. And it's not easy and like, there's no formula to do what you're doing. There's no formula So at you all. also just have to do everything yourself and just see how it works. When I was younger, I always had this kind of complex in my head where it was like, I don't know what I want to do. And I always kind of beat myself up about it. I think secretly, I always loved shopping. I always wanted to like shop and make clothes for my dolls. Mm -hmm. And it was only when I moved cities and in London, you can kind of 
do anything you want really, yeah. that I discovered that that could actually become a career because in Bristol I'd never heard of a stylist. So I kind of just turned a passion and just what I thought was just a normal hobby into a job. What is some of the challenges that you've had while you were styling? Styling is not an easy job. <laughs> it looks very glamorous, but it's, it's stressful. Like having that pressure of having to find someone, an outfit that they feel comfortable in, that they yeah. can perform in. You're dealing with people different ages, different sizes, different preferences, and you have to kind of cater to them and make them feel comfortable. Getting dressed is also a very personal thing. So to do that for someone else is a challenge in itself. Some people think, oh, it's just a fun, I'll just get to draw and sketch all day. And actually, mm -hmm. like, no, it's numbers, it's wholesale, it's like all of these things that go into having a brand. That's something that, yeah. Yeah, that's something that I wish someone would speak to me more about yeah. is like the business side. It is, because it's a business, you definitely yeah. see all the glamorous, like, damn, I'm making what I thought and like it's coming Ooh. to life. But then you also have taxes, I feel like no one's really yeah. spoke to me about. It catches a lot of young creatives out. There's been a few brands that I've worked with personally, I put them on a platform, say I've used their stuff to dress a celebrity. Mm -hmm. Suddenly their brand's blown up, but business-wise, they don't really know how to handle the new influx of orders they've got and the emails. It can kind of shock young designers. Do you work with friends a lot? 100%. I'm in such a great position where, like, my friends are so talented. Incredible designers, musicians, DJs. I love to collab with them. Like, if we can work together, that's, like, my dream project. Yeah. Because, yeah, I was speaking with um, Javel and he was saying how the team is mainly built off of friends and mm -hmm. friendship. I thought from an outsider's perspective that mm. it would be like kind of disruptive just having yeah. your friends there. But speaking with you two, it's kind of like it makes a stronger bond and makes everything kind of easier. Yeah, and I think it makes you worry less about outside opinion because mm. your group of friends all really believe in this thing. Mm -hmm. So if you lot think it's cool, then I guess other people will catch <laughs> on, but it makes you less worried if they don't. I was speaking with Pablo and he was saying that my trousers were priced too low really? compared to everything else that I wore and it felt like it didn't really match. And we were just saying that, yeah, it's sort of like if you have people around you that believe in you, that can really push you, mm. it can make you a better person. Mm -hmm. And just by yeah, having and them And also around. tell you those realities as mm -hmm. well, because who else would tell you that, yeah. you know? <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah, like, 100%. Yeah. What are some significant moments in your career or cosigns that have helped you? One really significant thing for me was, I mean, definitely working with Georgia. Yeah. That was an incredible like ride. We grew so much together. One moment together that we had was the Brits in 2019. So we, we actually had a bit of a disaster that day. We had a dress mm -hmm. which just didn't work out. Um, but we only found out on the day that she couldn't wear it. So I had like two hours to find her a dress for the red carpet and it was manic. I called all the designers I knew, like, I'm at the O2, I need a dress here now, yeah. in two hours. Uh -huh. Anyway, ended up sorting it out. She wore an incredible dress and I woke up the next day and she was Vogue best dress, GQ what? best dress, L best dress. Like, I had, like, they asked me to do interviews and, like, what? articles about <laughs> this look. And in my head, I was like, this wasn't even our original plan. Uh -huh. And I think that, for me, that just like almost gives me shivers now because, yeah. like, yeah, it was just an incredible moment. And I think that really like made me believe in myself. 
How do you go about choosing the right person to co-sign? When you are making something, you have a muse in mind. You must have someone who you think these would be great on. Yeah, like you 100%, must have a muse. 100%. So I guess you kind of stick to that, like the identity of your brand, who would your muse be, and kind of direct your, your collaborations that way. How do you feel about someone maybe being at such a big level of fame, <laughs> but also not aligning with your brand values, but it would benefit you a lot? I do feel like <laughs> I get it because mm -hmm. it, I mean, it can obviously be very helpful if you have a huge celebrating yeah. something. But I also think like the brands that do the best, like the Cortez and the, that's the only example I think of right now. But those, mm -hmm. those streetwear brands who we are seeing have massive success are that big because their audience trusts them, they seem credible and they seem authentic. And I think nowadays with everyone having so much access to what everyone's doing basically all the time, like BTS and all of this, if something's not authentic, they can smell it a mile off. Especially when someone posts something and it just seems like such like <laughs> a AI generated, like sponsored ad. Yeah. I think although it might be a slow burner and it might take longer to succeed, I think just authentic collaborations will just make your brand stand the test of time. Kind yeah. of gives longevity. 100%, yeah. I think the wrong collaboration can actually like cut you really? quite early. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Can you tell me what not to do when it comes to looking for a collab or cosign? Where people go wrong is when they try and tap into an audience or a world that just really doesn't align with their brand mm -hmm. and their identity. We've seen it with a lot of brands kind of glamorizing, say, drill music or like hood life when really they don't know anything about it. It's actually been a real struggle for some people mm -hmm. and they use it to benefit their multi-million pound brand and it comes across just a bit gross. So I think definitely taking that on board and just, yeah, remembering your identity and, and who you are, where you're from, what your story is. So I think staying true to that, yeah, is, will help you avoid those bad co-signs <laughs> and collabs. So, Geordie, my challenge for you is for you to find someone to co-sign your brand. So you have two days, and it can be in any form, whether that is a picture of them wearing your stuff, whether it's a shout-out, a tag, anything that falls under the umbrella of a co-sign is your challenge. So you have two days. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be techie because today I'm going <laughs> to have to really like lock in and see what I need to do, see who I can see worth being down to model for my stuff mm -hmm. and also who I can get. I have to send DMs. That was probably some of the best advice I got when I was starting out was like reaching out to people, emailing people, asking, just, just asking for yeah. what you need. Like someone might say yes, but then they also might say no. And yeah. to be honest, that doesn't really hurt that much. Like and it's yeah. like, cool, whatever. It's, you just have to take away that fear of people saying no, because amongst those no's, there will be a yes. And yeah, I think it just gives you thicker skin. Like sometimes no's, no's are good for us. I hate when people are in my DMs with like, <laughs> yo, and then nothing <laughs> after it, because I just don't know what they're gonna say. So I don't bother responding to someone saying that. Yeah. But do you have some advice on how I can go about sending a DM? Without them just dismissing it? Yeah, um, because yo is very broad. I mean, yo is broad, but yo is also just chill and quite 
just relaxed, which yeah. I think people like. Like, someone was typing, hi, hello, how are you today? I might think it was a bot or something. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So I would just say like, hey, I'm a young designer, I definitely link your page so they can click on it and see your stuff straight away. This is what I need, basically. I'd, I'd love to see you in a pair. If you like it, hit me back. And yeah. that's it. Like, short and sweet, not too wordy. I always say that to my assistants when they write like emails and stuff like, proofread it and mm -hmm. delete half of it because it's too wordy. <laughs> Just Perfect. go in, say what you need, link your page 100% because you don't want them to have to then go and type it in and search it, they might not bother. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Just keep it chill and friendly. I have no doubt in your mind you're going to smash this challenge and I will check in at the end of the week to see how you got on. Thank you. Does it tell you that I'm recording? Yeah. Uh, I'm just wondering if I ever want to sneak. <laughs> so Jordy's been working on his cosign challenge, and his goal is to find a cosign in the form of a picture with someone wearing his trousers to put on Instagram. You've got basically one day. How are you going? Yeah. Right now, I'm just going through who I can message. I've called a couple people, but they're not available for today. But I do have an NBA player that I wanted of her. His name is Jeremy Solchan, and he's from the UK, which is crazy, which is cold. Send me his number. I want to see it. Yeah, send it over to you. Okay, that's sick. Where is he based right now? He's in the US. Yeah, he's in the US. Nah. So how, how would that work if you did have him wear them? I'm going to get them made for him in his size and then ship it off to Would that meet the deadline of tomorrow? No, <laughs> technically. So Jordy's come up with a backup, but he's been a little cagey with the details and seems worried it doesn't fit the brief. I'll bail him up. Hopefully he's available today because this is a crazy request. <laughs> crazy, as in like to shoot it today? Yeah. But see if you can get the shots today. All right, no more. All right, good luck. Be back. Bye, bye. Hey, Jordi, how are you? Uh, come meet me at Labra Grove. I'm so excited to see what you've come up with. I hope you got a cosign. How are you? Hi. You all right? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. Uh, you all right? You're tired? No, nah, not even. I'm just hungry. Okay, Jordi, what have you come up with? Leah sent me a challenge to get a cosign. Okay. And How did it go? It went decent. I know a guy called James Horder who cool. owns an archive store called Banal Pieces. Sick. And he does product imagery. Product imagery is basically the photos of clothing that you see on brands' websites. It can come in multiple different forms, from flat lay, where the item is laid on a white background. In a white background. Flat lay. Flat lay. So I can put it on the website. To lifestyle shots, like when you see someone wearing the item out and about. Yesterday, I went to him last minute and he sent it to me this morning. In this challenge, Georgie talked his friend James Horder into taking some flat lay images for him. And I think it's a co-sign in a way of just being recognised in a way that this is a community that I'm a part of and he's representing it and going to bring an audience. The importance of flat lays is translates to sales, right? Obviously, when we buy stuff online, which basically now is the majority of what we how we buy it, you're going to want to see all the details of that product mm -hmm. past a model like wearing them. So we need to see like what it looks like, buttons, fastenings, finish, mm -hmm. etc. Et what do you feel about a website having 
the first picture is someone wearing it. I always prefer the first picture being someone wearing it really? because you want to see the drop. Mm. Because as you can see in your product picture here, yeah. obviously we see technically a wide pair of trousers. However, because they have been cropped for a square, Mm -hmm. They look slightly shrunken, so you can't really tell what it really how is. it drops on the yeah. frame. And then also, what I would always say, yeah, is that when you, because you're technically selling this as a unisex product, mm -hmm. I think model it on both. So yeah. like, try focus on a way of styling it for a femme aspect and then a mask aspect, mm -hmm. like two different kind of drops. Although technically, it would be the kind of same kind of style drop because it's unisex anyway. Yeah. So let's see your flat list. These are some of the images. I'm not gonna use all of them, but you can just flake this way. Oh, sorry. Recall Project's button, so cute. <laughs> well, although this technically wasn't a cosign, I feel like this is something that was very integral to your brand anyway. So like, yeah. I'm gonna have to fail you Damn. based on the fact that this is technically not the challenge. Damn. However, I'm really proud that you even you've reached out, you've got someone who's also sick at doing what they're doing. Like, you, this is a very integral part of, of a business that a lot of people fail at because they just take pictures on the floor of their house. You failed the challenge, you know? Mm -hmm. You won all the other ones, mm -hmm. so we had to give you a D on this one. So, Geordie, why do you think you struggled to get a traditional cosign for the challenge? I felt like a lot of the cosigns felt more of a favour than someone yeah. actually reaching out and cosigning, so... But do you think that's also a representation of where you're at? Because mm -hmm. right now, we don't have a product out. Right, right now, you're still developing the product. Is it even realistic to assume that someone's going to co-sign it yet? If like they haven't even been able to access it, buy yeah. it, if be not there, even tried it. Exactly. Yeah. I think a, a co-sign at this point will always be a favour. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about that. We have to lean on our resources. I'm going to set you the challenge to find someone that could technically co-sign the look in some kind of way. Have a little think who's around you, who could do it, who really fits the vibe of the brand. Don't be afraid for the fact that it's a favour. We all got to make favours, bro. Mm -hmm. Swallow the pride. Oh. It's okay. I'm going to come back to this assignment, resubmit it. I'll give you 72 hours and it starts from now. TikTok. Damn. Get out of here. <laughs> Bye. See you. I was speaking with Alizé and she told me that I sly cheated with this drop school lesson. So she did want me to go back this week and try see who I can get to co-sign the trousers. But physically wearing them, I think she wants some like proof or just some content of someone wearing it so that she can have something to feed back on. But she did really like what I um, showed her today, but she just thought it was kind of cheap, which it was, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So after a manic 72 hours and a lot of DMing, Geordie has come up with a new cosign. I think it aligns. It really makes sense with the brand. I've seen her posts and even the clothes that she makes is really cool. So now the production crew and I are off to meet with Geordie to find out who the cosign is. Okay, Geordie. Shakana Price is your second try at a successful cosign for your sixth drop school challenge. She's a London-based designer behind the streetwear and swimwear sensation Sharkini. You guys are following each other, right? So she's originally from Yorkshire. Her latest designs, the Notting Hill Carnival t-shirts, of course, draw inspiration from her Jamaican roots. She's graced campaigns for the iconic brands like Juicy Couture, collaborated with Off-White and Flannels. She really believes that 
streetwear will never die, regardless of whether luxury designer brands say it's hot or not. It's not a trend, it's a lifestyle for the actual community. I've never met her before, but we are mutuals on Instagram. She's going to start herself. I'm going to see how she puts it all together. So we're going to get pics, get a fit vid, and she's going to be cold. Every time I see her, she's rocking something sick, so I have faith in her. I'm not too sure how tall she is, that's the problem. But we'll find a way, even if it's like folding the bottoms, we'll find a way. And what about like waist size? What about? Right now, the waist is at 30. This sample is slightly smaller on the waist but we're gonna have to see, hoping for the best. Cool, we've just arrived in Shoreditch and we're about to meet with Sharkana so she can style up the trousers for the Kosan shoot. You're gonna change into the trousers? Yeah. Then Jordi's gonna get, get like a fit pick. Do you think we might need to clip them up? Yeah, fold it inwards, up to you. I feel like I, I trust I feel like you. that might be sick, though. Like yeah. that, like a really big cut. That would be cold. What, um, See, she knows yeah, that's what I'm saying. I had the faith in her, <laughs> I had the faith in you. As soon as you messaged me, I was like, Oh my god, yes, I'm in, I'm obsessed with it. Like, I've seen you TikToks before, and yeah. I was like, Nah, you're too fire. All right, I'll try these on. No, we're actually matching. This yeah, is crazy. This is crazy. Oh, this I I did it on purpose. I was like, what's my most Geordie fit? <laughs> and I got the slouchy hoodie, yeah. and I was like, a bomber. Yeah. <laughs> right, we are heading out to find the perfect spot to get the cosine pick. So are you just gonna, are you just gonna continue to do pieces, or are you yeah. working towards a collection? Um, right now, I'm just gonna carry on doing pieces. I think I'm, that's the best way to go. Yeah, because I'm not like, my budget isn't crazy. Yeah. So I'm just doing really what I can. It costs money. Yeah. <laughs> How long have you been designing for? Well, I only started in 2020, like the end of lockdown. Uh -huh. And it was more, I kind of always knew I wanted to make clothes. Yeah. But initially I just wanted to make like swimwear. Yeah. That's so, how I first found you. I first seen you when you was doing swimwear. Yeah, yeah so that. I made the bikini first. Uh -huh. And then I think it was last year, the tracksuit came about because I read like an article and it was top 10 UK streetwear brands, mm -hmm. blah, blah. Uh -huh. And I looked and all of them were men. And uh... I was like, this is actually crazy that mm -hmm. there's no like women on this list. Yeah. When we contribute to UK streetwear so much. Yeah. I... So I was like, I'm going to make that tracksuit mm -hmm. because I'm someone who like, I'm in that space already. Yeah. And I know so many like other girls that are like into streetwear. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to just make the perfect one from a woman's perspective because for me if you go to the women's section of a streetwear brand mm -hmm. they make everything super tight yeah okay Geordie and Sharkana have found a spot around Liverpool Street so it's time to start shooting what about this way though this has got shadow yeah. oh it's quite it's quite rusty but it's quite cool I like it oh that one that one's gonna be better yeah. Yeah, this one. way because the sun's coming from there this one's gonna be better I think what's it saying um, it's cool. I'll get a couple here and then I'll, I'll change position. Yeah, hard. Because you do some, um, yeah, turning around. Let me know what's the best, like, yeah. silhouette. Is it yeah, like that? Yeah, this is cool. Yeah, this is good. Really good. Could you turn around towards me? I feel like this direction, the light is pretty good. This way? What do you think of them? I love it. <laughs> Okay, Jordi has sent Alize the pictures. We're gonna give her a call to get some feedback. Keep you hanging. 
tensions building. Hi, Alize. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. I'm good. I loved the pictures with you and Shavonna. They were hard, they like. Well done. Thank you. They came out sick. Yeah, she was proper cold. And did you see we were sly wearing the same thing as well? Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. So quite a relief, Jordan passed his sixth drop school challenge, but we've got three weeks left of drop school before Jordy's drop event, so there's a lot to figure out. There's drops all the time of something new. It doesn't stop. It's constant. Yeah. So it's like, is that how you maintain relevance and authenticity as well, by constantly yeah. giving someone something new? I guess it's just having, like... Making sure that there's enough pull power to the event that people really do want to drop in, mm -hmm. even if they just want to pass through show face. Like, let's get our content from it. I should make the place Instagrammable, make 100%. people able to take pics and then free promo in this. So that would be yeah, cool. Like that's perfect. Maybe like even a mannequin in the corner. Gonna need to put a lot of planning into it, more than we have. Next time on Drop School. I want to talk about how to grow up but not sell out. Life-changing opportunities might come my way. I might be able to retire my parents or something <laughs> like that. It was very hard, people from within the industry, and I kind of started having a bit of an influence on me. Yeah. I kind of lost my way a little bit. And what does Geordie want for Recall Project? No pressure, but your life is on the line. Yeah. <laughs> Drop School is brought to you by WePresent, WeTransfer's arts platform, and was produced by Curly Media.